Season five, everyone. Season five will be brought to you by Fight Milk. You can drink it for the power and protein of a full crow. Wow. Oh, Fight Milk. Buy some today. Um, so thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to the live studio audience currently in the building. Uh, we're excited to be here. We're excited to bring in the addition of season five. Um, we have a guest to start off the new season. Let's go wow. ahead and introduce the guest, Ryan. We have... Jim Jam Jane Reese. Woo! Uh, thank you for having me on. It's, a, it's, it's always a pleasure to sit with you guys. And James has been freelancing as of late. He usually comes <laughs> on and he talks soccer. We're bringing him in to talk American football today, so we're really going to test his stripes here as a guest. James, they did, they did promise that I could talk soccer, so whether... That's the case. We're gonna find out. We didn't tell him how long he could talk soccer for, but we did tell him he could we're talk. We're also soccer. not gonna conveniently say when we're gonna be talking soccer. <laughs> if that's what you want to listen to, you're gonna have to just wade through all the other shit. Yep. So we're gonna leave you with that. Of course, we are here to talk about NFL free agency and everything that just went down trade wise. Um, you know, we couldn't just sit around and you know have it stew. Obviously, for me and James, a lot of this is very personal. Mm -hmm. It's very close to home. Cuts deep. Uh, the Redskins also made a major signing. So we got a whole bunch of stuff to cover through, and let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns, because that is the number one thing on everyone's mind. They make a ton of deals. They bring in Odell. They bring in Kareem Hunt. Um, so... Let's just get the initial thoughts, guys, on Odell Beckham Jr. now being with the Cleveland Browns. Well, me, first off, the first thing I see when I hear that he's been traded to the Browns is, thank God we don't have to game plan for that guy anymore as a Redskins fan. Yeah, that's good. Which yeah. is the, which, whenever you think that, because if, if I'm thinking that as a fan, then you know every defensive coordinator in the NFC East is also glad that they don't have to play against Odell Beckham anymore. And whenever you get that relief from uh coaches and stuff like that then maybe it's not the best trade because uh well i'm sure we'll talk about the return more as we get into this trade but uh that that odell trade is certainly a game changer and uh i love it for the browns pair him up with jarvis landry pair him up with baker and uh kareem hunt in the backfield chubb was getting it done mm -hmm. last year so i think it'll be exciting it's he's a dynamic player anyway you cut it i don't think anybody's hating on uh what odell brings to the field uh, I had somebody bring up to me today that they think that uh, the A-B trade could have affected the uh, Giants trying to get rid of Odell maybe before he goes full diva and plummets his trade value and uh, can get a return like A-B got. Well, so. and I think what's going to happen, too, because it seems more and more likely like Eli Mayne's going to be the quarterback of the Giants again. Mm -hmm. um, regardless, yeah, regardless of what they do in the draft, I think their approach is going to be to have Eli on board for another season. Odell clearly didn't want that to happen. Um, he had problems with injuries again last year, too, and it, there's speculation always when there's minor injuries like that, like whether or not they could have played through it. 
whether or not it was an A-B hamstring situation from Week 17. And Odell was known to just not want to be in New York. Even after McAdoo left and they brought in Pat Shermer, he still didn't really you know, have everything together. He didn't have a crazy season with like on-field antics as he used to. But you could see that there was a little bit of disdain, mm-hmm. and I think they want to go in a different direction. You know, they still have Saquon Barkley. They uh, traded for an offensive lineman from the Browns. They got rid of Olivier Vernon. Um, so they're they're going in a different direction. The Giants are a whole different thing because they're obvious, like they're burning it all down yeah. right now. Yeah, they're they're. I I think this is the beginning of a Giants one hundred percent full rebuild. Yeah, I mean they gotta they gotta get a young quarterback at some point do they get him this year who knows they should have taken one last year with uh the you know pretty stacked qb class mm-hmm. um, yeah i mean it was kind of hard to say no to saquon no. but yeah i agree and like the thing it's the same thing with the jets the jets are still doing this you know they yeah. haven't embraced the full rebuild they're plugging in holes like i was talking about olivier vernon you know, they brought him in a couple years ago on a massive contract. They signed Laney Collins to a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to, you know, skip their rebuild. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. if you have that many holes in your team, you're not going to get by mm-hmm. with just plugging people in free agency. No, this, this was definitely a, a good move by the Giants, I think. Honestly, I think it was it was a good move for both teams. Um, mm-hmm. The Giants, because the Giants are definitely in full rebuild. They need, you know, picks and pieces and not players. Yeah. Um, and they definitely got a you know a nice king's ransom for yeah. Adele. And it also shows you that it's not just certain teams. The entire league doesn't really value wide receivers highly. Mm. You know, you're willing to part with a guy like like we just went through a week period where we saw two of the arguably top five receivers in the entire NFL get dealt to different teams. Mm-hmm. You know, AB might not be in his prime. No. You know, quote he's on that, but an elite he's level still, talent. yeah, he's still one of the better receivers in football. Odell is going through his peak year, yeah. So that's just that's kind of mind blowing to me that that happened. And I knew that Odell had problems, but I didn't think he would be dealt. But Be- yeah, before we stop talking about the Giants, because I know it's not going to last long, I did see one crazy stat today about their team: is they have. $33.6 million in dead cap going into this year. Yeah, from with, Odell. And, with $16 million uh, from Odell, eighteen or I mean $8 million from Vernon. Snack Harrison, $3.2 million. Uh, Patrick Amome, I don't know him. Amame? Amame, yeah. I, I don't recognize yeah. that name. But he's getting $3 million. Uh, Eli Apple's getting $2.3 million. And one name I was really surprised to see on this list, there's a couple others, but Connor Barwin is still getting $365,000 from the Giants. Good for Connor And he Barwin. hasn't been there in a minute. Good he's, for him. He's been with the Eagles and for a while. people wonder so. why teams don't want to give away roster bonuses and guaranteed money because mm-hmm. it screws them mm-hmm. later on in time. That's one of the major reasons yeah. that you see this tug of war with players and teams. So let's let's go back to the Browns for a second. We were mentioning their futures bets because we're going to try – and talk some fantasy, so we got to talk some gambling as well. We're going to talk a little bit of March Madness during the finish. But the full Super Bowl 54 odds basically got updated last night. And I put the link, and now it's not loading, of course, during I the podcast. It. But uh, So James had it in front of him. He said the Browns were now at 14-1 to 1 now. The fifth highest in the NFL. They're above the Bears, the Colts, the Chargers, Cowboys. The Bears. Pretty much anyone that's not... You know, Chiefs, uh, Patriots, Rams, Saints. Mm-hmm. And obviously these are all knee-jerk things. 
by Vegas. They're going to slowly creep back as the season goes yeah. so they get better odds for themselves. There's going to be regression there. But just seeing how the numbers, you know, leap back and forth, I thought we should address because the Browns being 14 to 1 odds to win, not win the division, not make the playoffs, <laughs> win the win Super the Bowl, <laughs> freaking Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. That's just ridiculous. 14 to 1, fifth highest odds. They think <laughs> that the Browns have higher odds than the Bears, the Colts, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Eagles. Because of one player. I'll take the they field. Have, and they, Kareem Hunt's not even going to play, I don't think. He's going to get suspended. He's, uh, I've heard like it's going to be like a 10-game suspension, yeah. so he could see some of the season. So, but like Kareem Hunt is really a non-factor for the yeah. Browns this year. I, I just think, think he's just trading. I think Browns' mania like last year was getting out of hand, like during hard knocks with everything that was going on. It is blown out of all proportions right now. I, I bought into Browns' mania a little bit last year. Not to like they're going to win the division, but like... Their total wins was like it was like five, five and a for half. a while, yeah. and I was just like, "That's an easy over." And what they ended up winning in mm-hmm. eight, seven or eight games. Yeah, they went uh, seven, eight, and one. Yeah, um, and so, and you know, I think this team is definitely closer to that than they are to winning a Super Bowl. Another, yeah, they have a better odds of going eight and eight again this year than they do winning the Super Bowl. They have the same odds as the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I mean, the Packers shouldn't even be that high. No. I don't... Eh, that's that's another one of those teams where people are just in the clouds. It's, well, it's, it's, it's the new. They got they got a new coach. Everything's new. Matt LaFleur. Yeah. Sounds a, like a real winner. Or Yeah, with the, his uh, Tennessee offense last year was real good. I just... The hype train is sometimes get out of control, so we had to, we had to have a heat check here with the Browns. So now we're going to move from the Browns and their 14 to 1 Super Bowl odds. Before we move on, to do that. not take bets on the Browns. If you think they're going to win the Super Bowl, the, the don't one, do it the now. The one bet you should take on the Browns is I think their win loss or their win total is going to be around 11. That's an easy under. Yeah, no. They're not going to win 11 games. I mean, they do get a benefit. They're not actually the worst team in the division, though, so they're going to see the third best team in every AFC division. Um, and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure the Steeler or the AFC North is going to be playing the NFC West this year. I think that's so. Right. That brings Seattle to town. That brings the Rams to town. Uh, that brings the 49ers, who could potentially be they, a better team to town. Yeah, they play the. I, I looked at their schedule last night actually, and yeah, they play, play the Rams Seattle. and Seahawks at yeah. home. So yeah, so we have the NFC West in our in our crosshairs this year, um, and then we have an AFC division that I can't remember right now, but. You know, that's a tough schedule as it is. Mm-hmm. As much as the people are going to talk about and we're going to make this a good transition, but, you know, the Steelers lost two key pieces. I still think they're a 9-10 win team. I agree. With James Conner, with Juju Smith-Schuster, they're going to probably draft a receiver in either the first or the second round this year to plug in that space. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with James Washington. I don't have high expectations. We'll but, bring up James's poll from our group me the other day yeah, what was the, uh, about Juju and his uh, where he'll finish. What did we all pick uh, in that poll? I think collectively it was a top twelve. Yeah, yeah. It was eight people voted. Three said top five. Five said top twelve. I picked. I know I picked top five. I picked top twelve. Top I 12. just think with a top five receiver, you're going to have a couple of guys that are just going to have career years. I want to kind of wait and see the dynamic with Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. being the lead dog. This this is receiver. a big this this year will be very telling on how the rest of Juju's career will go. Well, I mean, he's still going to work out of the slot. The Steelers will be making a huge mistake if they play him out wide. I mean, That's a big. Who else thing. are they going to 
play out wide, Switzer. Well, they're going to have to play Washington outside, and they're going to have to bring somebody in, yeah. or they're going to have to draft someone, because Juju's highest ratings through pro football focus come out of the slot. He's not an outside guy. The Steelers no. do have a, a pretty decent history of drafting wide receivers, yeah, I would do. say. So, well, in third round-wise, we've drafted There's good Mike wide Wallace. Receivers. We've drafted Emmanuel Sanders. That was the comeback from the Raiders, so we have an extra third. Mm-hmm. So we, we have good players in the third round that we have taken in past years. So but will it matter this year? Will that, will that will we get a good enough receiver uh, in the third round? I mean, it's a deep receiver class. It is. It is. You got AJ Brown. You got DJ Metcalf. You have uh, little little Ridley from Georgia. So you have a bunch of top talent guys. Yeah, we could. And I know you're high on him uh, from West Virginia. Yeah, David Sills. David. That could Sills. be a nice uh, second round, third round steal. David Sills is one of those guys that he could be a steal, and I also could see him being like uh, Kevin White from WVU, mm-hmm. where he just has all that potential. At least he doesn't have the hype of Kevin White. Like, he he's doesn't. Not go he doesn't, and, and that's what will help yeah. him. He might that's go on the him. second day or the third day of the mm-hmm. draft. That'll help. And I don't know. I watched them a lot because I want. I don't know why I watched so many West Virginia games. I guess just because they score a lot. Because you bet the over. Yeah, bet the over. Exactly. <laughs> but, but playing with Will Greer, you saw an offensive system that was pro style. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped out a lot. I like David Sills. I'm not afraid to show it. So Steelers could do the ultimate power move and just draft Antonio Brown's cousin. Yeah. Is that AJ Brown? I mean, I forget what his name is. I mean, A.J. Brown, the, there's two right. old Miss receivers oh, no, Marquise, that are projected. Marquise Brown. D, it, D.K. Metcalf and, and A.J. Brown. Brown, yeah. A.J. Brown actually tweeted out, a, like, a picture of him in a Steelers jersey saying he would be the yeah. new A.B. I saw you oh, like yeah. that. I, I saw that, yeah. That. So that, that would be very interesting. And the Steelers have some draft capital, and we're actually not picking toward the back of the draft for once. But yeah. So let's let's talk about why we're talking about this. Um, easy transition. Let's talk about Antonio Brown because <sighs> I haven't had a lot of time to talk about it in a while. The last time I talked about talked about it is when the Steelers missed the playoffs and the AB situation was mm-hmm. still kind of in its infancy. Fast seatbelts, folks. But this was probably the most spiteful thing I've ever seen someone do to 100%. a Pittsburgh sporting franchise. I, I mean, I guess I can understand because AB is a bit of a diva. And Big Ben says what he wants to say, mm-hmm. and there can be a bit of a disconnect there. But why to God, on your way out the door, are you just talking about, I don't need to play football, I'll retire if I don't get the right situation? <laughs> like, you're just burning your trade value, yeah. and he did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. He 100% had this plan. He said, I'm going to destroy my trade value entirely so the Steelers don't get anything in return for me, and then I'm going to rework my deal somewhere else. This was all premeditated, mm-hmm. and I fully... It'll never come out that way into so the public he, eye. He played the crazy but person I real well. I guarantee it. It was the yellow mustache. That was what sold the crazy person to me. Whenever I saw him dye his mustache, I was like, oh shit, we have like a Britney Spears shaving her head well, type like, situation. It's like a Kanye-esque, because Kanye yeah. had the blonde uh-huh. head when he was doing the whole Trump fiasco. Mm-hmm. So like that would have been good. AB should have started firing off a bunch of MAGA tweets. <laughs> that would have been electric. Well, then he would have went for a bag of bubbish. Oh yeah, he that would have really went for like screwed a fifth and a sixth. Yeah, yeah. Now that that whole situation was completely premeditated. It puts to end one of the most disappointing things I've ever watched as a Steelers mm-hmm. fan because Antonio Brown statistically was the Steelers' best receiver 
in franchise history. It's the dynasty that never was. It's the dynasty that could have been. Yep. And I think it all it end, never was. It all ended with Ryan Shazier <laughs> a couple of years back. Yeah. That was like that the was, first domino to fall. That was. I mean, honestly, that was uh, the first domino to fall. That was also kind of like the final nail in the coffin. I mean, he was the entire defensive yeah. back like field. Mm-hmm. He was covering sideline to sideline. The defense got bad. We tried to plug in the holes. We suck at drafting defensive players. And then from there on, Le'Veon Bell felt he was worth more than $70 million, where in fact he's now worth $52 million. Yikes. Um, <laughs> he needs to fire his agent. Yeah, mm-hmm. That I mean, is the biggest problem here, and I think that is not being talked right, about Le'Veon enough, is that his agent screwed him. He, got, he definitely got bad advice from someone his, along the line. His agent, I think, just got greedy and was like, if I can get Le'Veon Bell $100 million, then I'm going to make out like crazy. And instead, he... Well, and I think he might less. have been able to have gotten it if the deals went last summer. Because Todd Gurley got a lot of money last yeah. summer. Yeah. But you have to look at Todd Gurley being several years younger and not having the mileage. I mean, now he has the mileage and everybody's freaking out. So now yeah. you know why Le'Veon didn't get the money he wanted mm-hmm. to. Because yeah. if a guy like Todd Gurley goes down and you saw what happened to him, you got to be wary. And from what I read, the Jets were the only real offer on the table for Le'Veon at the yeah. end of the day. So I he heard, had to take it. I heard some chatter that like, oh, like the Ra- like the Raiders have like cap space that they could take on. Le'Veon. Yeah, even the Raiders didn't want him. Yeah, when, which is surprising because the the they need, they they need just as much help at running back as they do at receiver. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were so many teams in the league that need a running back, and they all passed. Yep. Le'Veon missed an entire year of football. He lost that on money. Lost that on $18 million. Antonio Brown won. And that hurts yeah. to say, Le'Veon lost. Yes. I agree. Le'Veon big time 100%. Lost. Uh, moving forward from that, because if I talk about it for too long, we're going to get into it way too long. <laughs> just like one last thing. Like, I, I completely understand. <laughs> James, I got... We got to get out of this. Thing, man. I, I, I just want to make my point. Like, I get, like, make your money. Like, do what you got to do to make your money. But, like, have some class. Like... Like, do it in, a, like, a, a way that doesn't make everyone think you're an asshole. But, like, and I'm old-fashioned when it comes to money with sports. Like, that's well-documented. You know, yeah. I've watched the Pirates my whole life, so I'm, Josh I come from Josh that. Josh is pro-owner. I am pro-establishment. <laughs> with sports. <laughs> I support my teams and what they do fiscally, except for the Pirates. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. But, like, the fact is, is, like, I don't think money was really an issue at the end of the day. I think it was really just arrogance in both situations because, like I said, Le'Veon Bell, he got more guaranteed money in the Jets deal, about $2 million more. But he missed out on $15 million this year, $18 million more overall. And he missed a prime year with a team, you know, that could have made the playoffs. Yeah. Could have been a Super Bowl contender. And with Antonio Brown, he's been a top three paid receiver the last three years. Yeah. So I don't think money was ever an issue with either one. Yeah. I think deep down, I think, you know, as much as, you know, Steelers Nation, we like to be Big Ben apologists mm-hmm. for the most part because, you know, he's one. Hey. Because allegedly. He's, he's, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. Because he's one and he's he has tenure, you know. He's yeah. been here. He's been here longer than Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. He's been there longer than Brown. He's been there longer than Bell. He's been there longer than Art Rooney the second has been the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. Big Ben is the top man on the totem pole. Yeah. And he, that he was gets, backed up by Kevin Colbert when he basically said that Ben can say whatever he wants to say. I mean, like, I'm, I'm all for Ben. Like, this is, like, like, what would the Steelers be without Big Ben? 
Big Ben and defense. Yeah, for real. I mean, and like as people pointed out, you know, trying to get under our skin, you know, the the killer bees never won anything. And you're right, they never won anything. So why isn't everyone acting like the sky is falling currently? I'm just mad because Antonio Brown dicked us down. I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah, I'm just mad that we didn't. I'm, get I'm mad about that. Real any compensation for. Like we got a third and a fifth for Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Yeah. And what world is does that make sense? If you would have told me that was the case last year, I would have laughed you out of the room. Yeah. It's because Mike Tomlin has no control. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tomlin's a separate issue yeah. for a separate day. I have a lot of thoughts on Mike we, Tomlin. We can have a whole separate podcast <laughs> about that. So let's move on. Let's talk about the safety class because... Another position that people seem to not value very highly is safety because there are several star players that are on different teams now at the safety position. We have Earl Thomas going to Baltimore. I'm just going to go through these, and you guys let me know. You know what, What's your favorite guy, I guess, fix? Because all, <laughs> all these teams are just basically swapping safeties. we got Earl Thomas going to Baltimore, so I don't like Earl Thomas anymore. I think that is the, the weirdest safety move because they went from old Eric Weddle to old Earl Thomas. Yeah. They were like, yeah. hey, you know that old good safety we had? Let's get a different one. Let's just well, get one with less. It's like there. it's like you like go to a car lot and you have a car with 100,000 miles. And then you just get a different car with 100,000 miles. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, did you do did anything? Like, <laughs> they were supposed to be transitioning out because they, they let Terrell Suggs go as well. And yeah, they let CJ Mosley walk. So it was just a weird thing to have happen. So Earl Thomas is there. He gets a lot of guaranteed money, which is what he needed. Mm -hmm. Landon Collins is now Washington Redskin. Um, It seems like every year the Redskins are making a marquee free agency signing. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So I saw uh, somebody tweeted that, like, uh, the Redskins are funny because they're, like, a kid that has no, like, feel like sense of how money works like with an amazon gift card and stuff it's like i'm gonna buy a remote control car and a playstation 4 and three playstation games and it's like you have a 25 five dollar gift card dude but that like the redskins definitely did used to be like that but the past couple years who have we signed in free agency like we signed ap that deal wasn't big but the last couple years we really haven't made any signs so i think this was definitely one of the more splashy ones we've done in a while um, and I like it. Yeah. It's it's a long deal, which is like one of the parts that is scary for a lot of signings. But he's so young still, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, and his deals for his deals for six years. Landon Collins at thirty one, he'll be fine. And if like everybody just keeps talking about how the cap will go up with their fingers crossed, if it does, then well, that then that deal. I know. The cap goes it, up I mean, and I know it yeah. does, but like if it goes up at the rate that people are thinking yeah. it will, then that deal will will not be as bad uh, come the future. Well, and, you know, it's not a bad place to put your money either because, you know, past years the Redskins will put their money into, you know, places that maybe they shouldn't People have have been going over the top on us like crazy. We've invested our draft picks in shoring up the interior with Payne and Allen. Ioannidis was a diamond in the rough. We got him like the third or fourth round, and he's been really good. We let Preston Smith walk. That was a little surprising. Uh Tyler's gonna have to find a new guest for all the Middletown events because I think Preston Smith went twice. Yeah, to like Fourth of, of July fire and marshal something a bunch else. Of years in a row. Yeah, so they'll have to. They had Chris Thompson. They'll just have to stick with Chris Thompson yeah. now. But um, so I, that was a little surprising. Redskins also at Zach Brown walked today, which that was a big uh, decision. He's 
when in the NFL you talk about guys like Ryan Chazier and the, the fast linebackers in coverage, he's one of those guys that you want. So I think that was surprisingly undervalued. But getting Landon Collins, I think, will share up a little bit of that. Well, and Landon Collins was a like position of like necessary, you know, plug in into the defense mm-hmm. because you guys don't have Swearinger anymore, and Ha Clinton Dix is going somewhere else. Ha Clinton Dix is still uh, up in the air. A lot of people think that because the Redskins have the money to potentially bring him back, he played like dog shit for yeah. us. So I really hope they don't because like. If he doesn't fit in the scheme and that's what showed, he is then an don't Alabama do it. Guy. But exactly, he is a Bama guy. Alabama. So well, we might have to put that as the picture for uh, the <laughs> album if we can find it. But yeah, it's, it's insane. AKA Roll Tide. The Crimson Skins. So Landon Collins goes <laughs> nice. for a lot of money. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner switches out from the Rams and he joins the Raiders. Uh, Eric Weddle plugs right in. I think Eric Weddle is an immediate upgrade over LaMarcus Joyner. I mean, you saw the, the Rams had a lot of problems defensively last really season. Did. And I think LaMarcus Joyner was basically like ground zero for that because their safety play was horrendous. Mm-hmm. And their cornerbacks were never healthy. Sam Shields was really bad. I mean, Sean Spence, or not Sean Spence, what's the guy's name? The corner from uh, the Chiefs from last Peters. year. Yeah, Peters. Marcus Peters was bad. Akeem Tlaib is old and injured. Yeah. So I think getting Eric Weddle, and Eric Weddle has basically lived in California his entire life as well, mm-hmm. so he knows the area. That's why he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a really long beard. He, he shaved his beard. Did, Did he? he? Yeah. Oh, that's a me. problem. Mm-hmm. That's what, change his Twitter handle. We, we actually change our opinion. We think it's a terrible yeah, move. Yeah, bad move. <laughs> bad move. If I've learned anything from McCutcheon is you don't cut hair. Nope. It ends careers. It's like that... Uh, Saying or that like parable from the Bible, the parable. Mm. What was that guy's name? Uh, Samson. Samson, yeah. Mm. You can't cut your hair. Um, and then I also put I that was talking religion. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was talking, talking God. That was talking the Bible, sponsored oh, no, by okay. Fight Milk. Um, <laughs> and then we also have Eric Berry, who became a free agent today, so he's gonna walk. Uh, the Chiefs have been making a lot of changes on defense. Barry, one of those. Um, what are your guys' predictions for did Eric you, Berry? Uh, did we bring up Matthew? No, with the Chiefs. He mm-hmm. plugs in for Eric Berry, obviously. Yeah. The Honey Badger. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of jokes going around about how Andy Reid is obsessed with the nickname Honey Badger. <laughs> <laughs> he probably just thinks that there's a like it comes with a pot of honey. Oh, probably. Walrus and Badger together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Eric Berry's a free agent. I think he's going to command a good amount of salary which is going to turn off a lot of teams. I mean, obviously, he's a high-character yeah. guy, but and he's he can't a, he's stay a on the field. He's a good player. Like, I yeah. think whatever he'll get paid is what he good, what he should get paid according to how like good of a football player he is, but there's just so much built-in injury risk with him. Yeah, And the safeties went flying, though, with, uh, like, Landon Collins. They all took and, a lot of money. And they, they all went yeah. fast and like, took a lot of yeah. money, so... Like, even Joyner, Weddle, mm-hmm. like, they're shorter deals, but they're a lot of guaranteed money mm-hmm. over the next two years. So, yeah, I mean, the safety's all cleaned up. Yeah, I think whoever doesn't have their safety situation sewed up, it'll be a bidding war for Eric Berry. Not the Steelers. Not the, Steelers. <laughs> the Steelers need a safety, but they're not going to pry open the wallet. No, they won't. I was thinking the Packers off the top of my head, but... Don't worry, we still got... Uh... Terrell Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to cut. Go Hokies. Go Hokies. Woo. 
The Steelers love plugging in like mid mid talented we're just, players we're just and trying, trying to, to make find, it work. No, <laughs> what we're looking for is another Troy Polamalu, a linebacker who can play safety. Yeah, but the thing about Troy is that we had to trade up in the draft to get him. Yeah, and we then didn't just pick him up. Only one Troy Polamalu. That is also true. You can't put a linebacker at safety all the time. Yeah, the Steelers are going to try and draft another safety. Again, another podcast. Um, C.J. Mosley gets a huge deal, which is why he didn't end up in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like or with the Redskins, like a lot of people skins, thought. <laughs> or with back with the Ravens. He signs five years, $85 million with the New York Jets. That is a hefty haul for how a middle linebacker. Do you think... Uh, Le'Veon's, or how pissed do you think Le'Veon is that C.J. Mosey? I think Le'Veon's going to request a $20 million check first day of training camp. I think the funniest part of that whole situation with C.J. Mosley signing there is Anthony Barr signing there and, and then, then seeing back. and then seeing the other moves and then saying, no. <laughs> if, if you're going to pay this much money for two linebackers and an old running back, I think I would rather go somewhere else. This team is going to go poor. Yeah, this is not going to go this well. This is not a recipe yeah. for success. And that's like, the Jets refuse to rebuild is hilarious to me. Because they yep. went to two AFC Championship games with Mark Sanchez. They got lucky. They didn't realize that they were lucky. And now the last, like, eight years, they're just convincing themselves that they're a contending team in a division that's not won it's like by anyone other than the They're like the yet. Titanic sinking, and they just have, like, duct tape. And they're running around the ship just yeah. trying to patch the whole mm-hmm. thing up with duct tape as it all yeah, falls the apart. Jets and Raiders are notorious yeah. for that. Yep. We can do a verbal meme, and it's the, just the dog sitting in a room that's on fire. It's so, like, everything's fine. Yeah, yes, nice. I love verbal memes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that that's the Jets 101. They get C.J. Mosley. We talked about Le'Veon. Um, so now we're going to move into the fantasy angle some more because we already talked about some of the trades, all the big stuff. So we're going to go into some Tinder. Mm. We're going to oh. talk about who swipe we... Swipe right, swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. Yeah, we're not playing <laughs> drunk Tinder. We're Sorry. not going to swipe right on everyone. We're going to play self-respecting, want to bring this woman or man home to mom. Breaking news, Jags just officially released Blake Bortles. Dang. No. The boat. Rip the the boat. boat is over. Boat. He's going to Miami. Did the Jags break Blake Bortles? No. Blake is stronger than yeah. anything. Or did Blake break the Jaguars? He just Whose needs- fault is it? Instant reaction. Uh, Tom Coughlin. No, no one should have to be early to anything ever. Yeah. yeah, that's just my general philosophy. I think that wherever Blake does go, he better be greeted with one warm bush light. Yeah, I think he's. <laughs> do you think he gets signed to be a starter somewhere? Or do yes. you think he gets signed to be a backup? If he gets signed to be a backup, I'll ride in the streets. I mean, what what teams need a starting quarterback at this point? Miami. Giants, that's why he's going to Giants. Miami. I could see him going to New York and then sitting behind Eli for a year and then. When Eli finally gets They get done. Bortles, they get Haskins, they get Eli. The wow. triumphant. Wow. Oh, yeah. They have they have uh, Bortles and essentially a two-year quarterback battle between Bortles and Haskins. For when Eli finally, or when Archie finally decides it's time. Bortles can be like the breeding stallion they bring in before horse races <laughs> to get the racers all riled up. They'll just bring him in there and get Haskins all pissed. Yeah, that, that bald spot going. <laughs> The bald spot and the beer gut he's going to have two years from now. I don't know. Haskins uh, is a little bit of a chubby guy. Blake Borles, man. Got the number five pick. 
And in the first round, I believe, from UCF. Yep. Who would have thought that one worked out? National like, champion UCF. Yeah. Well, not when he was there. He looked <laughs> like a, a good pick for about a year or two. It looked like it was going to... I think he still is good. I, yeah, I don't think he's actually a terrible quarterback. No. I think he's a terrible quarterback. Well, yeah, because you like the Steelers and you he embarrassed you. He didn't embarrass He embarrassed you. We, we held in that the game. The boat embarrassed It was you. a seven-point game. I don't like Blake Bortles because I've always looked at him as a fantasy quarterback. Oh, another reason to boycott ESPN. Their message about Jaguars release Blake Bortles leads NFL in turnover since 2014. That's just rude. Why would you say that? I think that just backs up my argument. There's I'm so many with ESPN. There's so many other things you could say. For the dead. Yeah, there's so many things you could say. <laughs> this man's just got cut. Now Blake Bortles encourages education via Wikipedia Reading Club. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a much better headline. True yeah, story all... though, Blake Bortles has not lost a Super Bowl. Tom Brady has lost three. Oh, that's true. All all part of my take jokes aside, though, I actually do think Blake Bortles is a like bottom third starting quarterback. Caliber. But he's a starter. I think we've seen. He's one of the best thirty-two quarterbacks in the league. I think we've True almost seen the end True. of Blake. He, he's about he's about in the twenty-eight, twenty-nine range. But he he should like he if he goes to Miami, he could start there. He should start over Eli. Um, Would you rather that. have Blake Bortles or Ryan Tannehill? Blake. Blake. Ryan Tannehill is the boat. He's a Close. discount Alex Smith, and Blake. Would is you rather Bortles. have Blake Bortles or Case Keenum? Boat. <laughs> I'd probably just rather have Blake, honestly. Case Keenum, I mean, just like, what do you want with a quarterback that you're not, like a like a quarterback that you know is going to be shit? Do you want one that's going to be shit but throw the ball five yards, or do you want one that's going to be shit and throw the ball 20 yards but mm. it might go for a touchdown? Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> but in this case, it's sometimes maybe shit, sometimes maybe shit. Sometimes sure. maybe shittier. <laughs> but I at least, I at least want to see, like, at, at, if nothing else is a fan, I at least want to have a quarterback that. If they're gonna be shit, regardless, I want to be. I yeah. want them to be shit. I just, Twenty yards down the I field. I just don't know if he's gonna get another opportunity because with quarterbacks of this age, they're just gonna get pushed out by the younger generation. I, don't know, I think t- that's what's gonna end yeah. up happening. I, I think that's also why Teddy will end up. He'll end up like Aaron Murray or Christian Ponder. Hmm. In the AAF. Yeah. <laughs> it could How is Christian Ponder not in the AAF? He would be perfect. I guess I think he's Christian too old. Ponder is a stay-at-home dad yeah. now. Probably. Yeah, he, yeah. Sam Ponder has Sam Ponder is making all the money. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't have to do anything. But, like, Blake rolls to the AAF, and I'm glad you brought it up. That's a very real thing. That could actually happen. That would be electric. If he goes on The Apollos? Oh. oh, my gosh. Would he beat out Garrett Gilbert? Is the question? I don't think he would end up on the Apollos. No, because it, it goes based on the all well, the initial most... the initial draft went regionally. I don't know yeah. if it's going to continue to go. There. Oh well, he'd be in the QB draft. Yeah, and they do a QB draft every yeah. year, so that would change. So so yeah, go to whoever has the first something to QB look draft. out for. Blake Ford. You'd go to the worst one because they would get the first pick. Memphis. Memphis is not the worst team. <laughs> they're one in four, but they're on the come up. Zach Mettenberger is nice. We'll get to more AF soon. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play some Tinder, guys. Like I said, this is no drunk or bar Tinder. This is, do you want them on your fantasy team at this ADP? If you have a lot of money invested, which we will come August. (laughs) Uh, So the first one is going to be Le'Veon Bell. 
He is right now having an ADP of number eight, which would make him like running back five or six. See. That yeah. would make him a back end of the first round. He'd be in there with like Melvin Gordon. And I think he'd go like just behind Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey's ADP is like. Christian McCaffrey's ADP right now is like 3.5. Is it? If really? McCaffrey is there for me at three, oh, he is mine. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, no, like. Le'Veon Bell is going to be ahead of a guy like Leonard Fournette, and he's going to be almost even with a guy like Melvin Gordon or Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. I think he'll be below Gordon above Cook. So do we want to do like? I just want to know. I want to know at his ADP, James. At eight, no. At eight, eight, are you swiping left or are you swiping right, and why? I'm swiping left, just because I I don't I think the Jets are they're from an offensive standpoint like. They're like they're kind of, they're, they're, they're kind of, they're they're very one dimensional, but like they're also like almost kind of there. You know what I mean? Like Sam Darnold's on the come up. They have a half decent receiving core. Yeah, they signed. Um, they signed. Deal. They signed Crowder as well. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. They have they have a pretty good receiving core, but I just don't have faith in the Jets. That like I I, I think Le'Veon Bell should be a second round running back. I take yeah. him. You know if you know. If, if his ADP was like fourteen, mm. if I was be better with that, yeah, I I could see myself taking Le'Veon Bell if I'm a guy like on the on the curve at the end of the mm-hmm. first rounds into the second round. That's where I could see him going more, because uh, I I don't I think a lot of people would take a wide receiver or like one of the top wide receivers yeah, over Le'Veon. Would Bell. you rather have Le'Veon Bell or DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah, first receiver. I think a, I think a lot of people would feel more comfortable taking D Hop mm-hmm. with the. Uh, with Le'Veon Bell being on the Jets. Who was the last viable Jets fantasy option, though? Eric Decker. Like, and that was... Oh, a, that's that, the first that, one I can think of. And, and that was because he had those touchdowns. Even that was, Matt Forte wasn't that mm-mm. good. And Eric Decker had the touchdowns. Yeah. That was the only reason he was viable. Yeah. So it's like, is is Le'Veon Bell going to get touchdowns in New York? Because they don't get touchdowns. I, c- I could see him... Like, I, I could see, like, it's a very real possibility that... Eight for Le'Veon Bell is a is a good pick. Like that would be a good pick, but there's just so much risk with the Jets as a whole that yeah. I I don't want to touch. I I will also be swiping left, but you guys know I'm a sucker for volume. Mm-hmm. Obviously, opportunity. He'll matters. get the volume. Um, I am concerned with him missing an entire year. I have this just number of like three point one average per carry stuck in my head right now. That's just. That's a number yeah. I anticipate him having. Uh, the Jets' offensive line isn't very good. Mm-mm. They don't throw the ball a ton out of the backfield yet. Maybe they will Maybe, now. Yeah, now that they um, have it. So in a PPR situation, I would feel more inclined to swipe right, which is what we're talking about. But I just swipe left. He missed the whole year. There's a question about his weight right now. We know Le'Veon. Chonk. Yeah, big, <laughs> big boy. It's chonk. He's more like Le'Veon Bell from Michigan State yeah. right now. Damn. But we know Bell to be a patient runner. You know, who knows if that's going to be the case, but who's not, who knows if he's going to have holes. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's used to playing behind an offensive line that had three all-pros on him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Antonio Brown to take it over yeah, the top. Yeah. yeah. So who would, would you rather have? So Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Le'Veon Bell, um, Dalvin Cook. Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. 100%. Yeah, I love Joe yeah, Mixon. I do too. I'm a big Joe right, Mixon. Le'Veon Bell, DJ. 
DJ. Okay. I think I think the Cardinals are going to have a better year this year with yeah. with uh, Cliff in, uh as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Although if they end up taking Kyler Murray, I'm just going to burn Arizona from the back <laughs> of my head entirely. Uh, if if they take Kyler Murray, I'd hate that for any wide receiver, but I don't mind it for Dave Johnson. I mean, if they rushing run like an option offense, rushing quarterbacks are always good for running. Do I mean, they have a QB coach yet? I don't know. Because if is Cliff Kingsbury in his first year as a head coach going to like sit down and instead of like learning how to be an NFL head coach, just like teach Kyler Murray how to play quarterback? I know they signed the Steelers running backs coach. You know, big shocker, Arizona getting someone from yes. Pittsburgh. I've never but heard of that before. He, he was in charge of the come up of Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. So that should help out David Johnson yeah. as well. Uh, moving on, Odell Beckham Jr. right now with an ADP of 16.4. That puts him at, like, wide receiver 5. Are we swiping right or swiping left? Mm. This would put him right in the middle, or I guess a little bit toward the – it would be the fourth pick in the second round of a 12-team league. Switching teams, Odell on the Browns. I mean, this one for me just depends on who else is on the board. Like, who am I looking at? Yeah. I mean, I mean you're probably looking at Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You're probably looking at Juju. I, I think Odell on the Giants, I would take there. Odell on the Browns. I'm, I'm just concerned with the Browns that there's just going to be too many mouths to feed. Yeah, I'm I'm very concerned with the Odell-Jarvis split. And like, I, I, don't, I don't think that they will get, like, mad. Like, I don't think Odell will get mad if Jarvis is getting a lot of touches just because they're friends, you mm-hmm. know? I think they'll both be rooting for each other to yeah. succeed, which will be unique for a receiving core. Yeah. Because I don't think that that happens very often. Um, so, I think they will be pretty and pretty unselfish. And, of course, they're going to run the ball a lot in uh, Cleveland as well with their backfield they're getting, especially if uh I mean, Hunt's they want to run the ball yeah. a lot. Yeah. And that's one of the things with the Jets. Like, they want to run the ball a lot, too. So that would be good for Lev, but mm-hmm. it would be bad for the Jets receivers. But, yeah, so, like, I'm, I have the Odell wide receiver ADP right now, courtesy of Football Diehards. Thank you, Bob Harris. Um, do you he, know him? I do. I work his show every Saturday. Not to brag. Not to brag. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say I was good yeah, at it. <laughs> Quick plug, though, for the Football Diehards. So, Juju... And Odell right now have the same ADP in best ball drafts right now in PPR formats. They're both at 16.4. Ahead of them, Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Tyreek Hill. I think we would all take him, them ahead of Odell. But right around that Odell range is where things get interesting. You have Mike Evans, you have Adam Thielen, T.Y. Hilton. I love Mike Evans this year. I'm feeling it. See, I think I would take Odell over Adam Thielen. I, 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 I would, Thielen I would. finished weak as fuck. That's because... His finish to a season I, was bad. I mean, I know I work a lot in fantasy, so I hear a lot of things about this. But <laughs> I think Adam Thielen is truly a matchup type of receiver. I don't think he is... Do you think Stephon Diggs is better? I, I disagree. I think talent-wise, I think Stefan Diggs is a better I, receiver. I think that's wrong. I, I think Adam Thielen is reliant on bad slot Have corner you, play. I disagree on that also. <laughs> I just disagree. I think, I think uh, Adam Thielen is the better receiver. I think a lot of the issues that, um, that, that plagued him were... One, the Vikings offensive line was like hot horseshit. Well, yeah, and but he still played Steve. well with it. And then two, and then also the philosophy change. They 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 tried to run the ball more. I don't know. So w- would you uh, have so Thielen? Would you rather have Thielen than Odell? I'd rather have here? Odell. Yeah. Um, 
I think I think I'm swiping right here because yeah. I think Odell's ADP is right on the money. Yeah, I I think I think I'm gonna swipe right. But I'm swiping like a, left. It's like one. It's like a swipe right where it's just like, uh, like it's a swipe right where I see like two pictures I like and one picture that's kind <laughs> of questionable. Yeah, that's the kind of like, like Tinder. Th- this situation. would be a swipe right where it's like you get like three or four beers. I mean, that's a hard right. Well, like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. And that and like the last picture is like him and Jarvis. So you're like, does he have a boyfriend? Does he have a girlfriend? Like, mm. I'm still gonna swipe right. <laughs> That's like a little bit of hesitation. That is a real question with Odell, too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows, man? Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but there is speculation. There is speculation. So, Juju or Odell? Did we go over that? Uh, I'd take Juju. Juju. I would take Juju, too. All right. Uh, So, moving on, we move on to our next one. We have Nick Foles, who is not currently ranked in the ADP, but my question to you guys would be, Last round of your draft, you need a second quarterback. <coughs> Are you swiping right on Big Dick Nick? Yeah. I think I could be interested in some some BDN. <laughs> <laughs> some BDSN. Ooh. Ooh. That's an entirely different question. <laughs> That's um, called getting frisky right there. I mean, again, it, it probably would depend on who's on the board. I know that's a pretty cop out answer, but well, I, yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to take everything is on your draft. Every yeah. draft is different. But, I mean, they're I, all on the board at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to take Nick Foles in the last round. Um, there are probably guys that I that would go in the last round that I'd take ahead of him. Um, Nick Foles or Joe Flacco? Nick Foles. <laughs> I gotta take Joe Flacco. I know it's a good question. Thanks, me. <laughs> I, I think Joe Flacco's situation in Denver. It's something that can work out because Cortland Sutton's going to be running deep routes and he's yeah. huge. Oh, if, I mean, if you put like if you if you flop the two and you put Nick Foles in Denver, I think he's a good quarterback. Like, would you rather have Nick Foles or Sam Darnold? <sighs> Fuck. Hmm. For one year, for like yeah, just one year. The future redraft league right now. Yeah. Nick. I'd rather have Nick as well. Yeah, I'd rather have Nick. I'm also. I feel like Nick is like one of those quarterbacks who has like a couple thirty point games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm also yeah, just be a great best ball quarterback. Very intrigued to see how Nick does on a different team because like Carson Wentz in a vacuum is arguably better than Nick Foles, and obviously mm-hmm. the Eagles know that because they picked to go yeah. with Carson Wentz yeah. instead of Nick Foles. But with the Eagles, I felt like Nick Foles was better. Oh, just yeah, with how their offense ran and just they clicked better the with him. The 2018 season, Nick Foles was a better quarterback for the Eagles than Carson Wentz. Yeah. yeah. And so I think it'll be interesting to see if he has that same click with them because we've also seen Nick Foles play in the past where he hasn't looked good. Yeah. So it's like, are we going to see the Nick Foles that clicks or are we going to see the one so that just looks bad? are we all collectively swiping right? I think we are. Yeah. I think we are all intrigued I, I by think Nick Foles. Are we looking at his eyes or something else? I'm looking below the belt. Um, I'm looking into his. You're heart. looking at his knees. A nice. I think it actually what I'm looking at might be tucked into his belt. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how excited he is. Yeah. All right. Next person we have. Uh, we have two running backs to go, and then one more wide receiver. These two guys are in new homes, though. Running back wise, uh, Tevin Coleman is now a San Francisco 49er. This is one that I what just like, Kyle just, Shanahan just broke today. Was, yeah. yeah. This one makes no this one sense confuses to me. This one the does fuck not make any sense. It makes sense in a way because Kyle Shanahan had. Tevin Coleman, and he made Tevin Coleman really good yeah. when he was there. But last year, Tevin Coleman sucked. 
Uh, the the Falcons and that I, I chalk most of Falcons. I think, up to I don't think Tevin Coleman can be the lead dog. If I'm I also honest. don't think he can be the lead. No, dog. so that's have, why I have, like this move. But will he be the lead? They dog? have two. Well, Tevin they have Coleman's, Jerick though. McKinnon. They have Raheem Mostert. They have they have, they have Jerick McKinnon is a more athletic Tevin Coleman. And they have uh, what's his face that actually got all the carries Wilson? last year? No, my name is Jay. Uh, the one that I had on oh, my fantasy Matt Brita. Brita. Brita, yeah, and they have Brita still too. I mean, I think from a fantasy... And they still have Moose Tart. Colonel yeah, Mustard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Raheem Mostert when he broke his arm in a really gross way. That was... I didn't like that. I was offended seeing that. Yeah, happen. he owes me money for, like, <laughs> doing that. For therapy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think football-wise, when I look at this, I think it makes a lot of sense because Tevin Coleman and Kyle Shanahan really worked well together in Atlanta two years ago. Yeah. But fantasy-wise, as it was this year, if you have... A 49ers quarterback in your or uh, running, back. running back in your lineup, you're shit out of luck because you, you don't know the, who to and play. And you picked the wrong and that one. You already you. picked the wrong yeah, one. You, yeah. you I had you're talking about literally every 49ers running back last year on my roster at some point, and I picked the right one twice. Like yeah. so, that's just there a, was a right one every week, mm-hmm. and I picked the right one twice. And I think that they wanted to do a running back by committee from the very get go because that was Kyle Shanahan in Atlanta. And they brought in McKinnon to play with Brita. Yeah. And they let, you know, a couple of people walk away. But you saw... Alfred Morris had games in that offense last year, too. And Alfred Morris was involved as well. So, Mm. I think this is going to be a running back by committee, which to every fantasy owner should make your butthole tighten up super, super tight. What what backfield isn't a committee at this point? I mean, there's a couple in the league that aren't. Yeah, and those are the top five picks in the first round. Yep. Give me Kenneth Farrow. <laughs> Sorry, I keep getting AAF in the Swipe brain. right on Kevin. <laughs> so, are we all swiping left from a fantasy perspective on Tevin Coleman? Yeah, Best I'm swiping ball. left on everyone in the 49ers. Best ball, I'm swiping backfield. hard right on Tevin Coleman. Give me those, you like, could hit. Give me those like, like five that. games. I like that. Where he just absolutely destroys everyone. All right, the next one is also a running back that could be part of a committee. It's Mark Ingram, who is now with the Baltimore Ravens. I, I like. I'm going to be swiping right. I'm going to be very upfront about this. I love this for fantasy. I hate it for the Steelers. Well, yeah. But I, mean, I, but I, I don't think it's it. going to affect the Steelers no, a ton. No, the Ravens are hot garbage. Yeah, I think the Ravens take a step back, and I think Lamar Jackson is not good. But Wrong. with Mark Ingram, the idea of Mark Ingram going to Baltimore is very intriguing to me because, you know, the first dig is he's old and he's played a long time. But... He doesn't have a lot of mile on those tires. How, how old he's is he, like been, 27, 28? Yeah, but like that's you know the, sure. the age when the running back starts to fall off. But he has shared the committee in the Saints his entire career. And yeah. he just sat out the first like four games or however many yeah, games. Yeah, because of the suspension. Yeah. So Mark Ingram, he's also a guy who's going to be able to bowl people over, which is... The whole yeah. Ravens identity. Yeah, just you know that's Gus right Edwards in a nutshell. And he's. A fit, good fit for them because they brought in a million receiving backs too. Yeah, and he will yeah, be a, Montgomery. He will be a very good compliment yeah. to all. Yeah. Of them. And Mark Ingram can be a receiving back. Yeah, Mark Ingram can. Catch. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is a every down back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think I think he's perfectly capable of going and being a bell cow somewhere. And we know the Ravens are going to run the ball more than anyone else in football. Yes, mm-hmm. they'll need him. Yeah, and like look at who else they have on their roster. They have what uh, Kenneth Dixon who. 
what was what a third round pick like three years ago and has not played like thirty yeah. snaps in one. He season. also they fumbles have, a lot. Yeah, they have Gus Edwards, who's yeah. they have literally zero invested in him. They yeah, Ty Montgomery, who they got for a I seven like last Gus year from Gus, though. But I I think Gus is dead with Mark Ingram there. I I think Gus is just the ball buster. Honestly, I, I think Gus is dead. Bar but injury. I think I think there could be a lot of situations and packages where they have Ingram and Gus Edwards in the backfield with Lamar Jackson. Because they're not going to have yeah. much of a passing attack, and they just let Michael Crabtree walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and John Brown. John Brown's also gone. Mm-hmm. Do they have any receivers? I don't think they <laughs> have any Sneed receivers right Sneed. now. They literally have Willie Sneed. They That's have it. Willie Sneed. And then they have three tight ends. They have they all Dallas, Dallas Godert, no, the old don't. tight end from South Carolina, Hurst. Yeah, or not? Yeah, they do. No, he's on the. Eagles. <laughs> yeah, he's the Eagles back. Or yeah, not Eagles. They yeah, have Nick Eagles. Boyle. Uh, they have, uh, they have uh, Dennis Pitt. No, Dennis Pitt is done, isn't he? Yeah. The uh, the Ravens just have a corral of big white tight ends. <laughs> That's why I thought Goder was there. What am I supposed to think? <laughs> I don't know who their other guys are, yeah. but I know they paid Nick Boyle handsomely for mm-hmm. doing nothing. So they're they're all about pretty much creating this option offense. They're all in on doing it. I don't think it's going to work. No, but it has not. Fantasy wise, if they run into teams that are not very good up front, yeah, you're going to have big games for Mark Ingram. Oh yeah. And honestly, I don't hate Lamar Jackson as a fantasy quarterback next year either. If he can, yeah, if he can have a couple, you know, what tack on eighty rushing yards. His whole thing is he's going to have to pass the ball more yeah, he, to be a number one quarterback oh, in fantasy. Yeah, I mean, he'll have weeks. Like, all he needs is that, like, he's he's going to average probably, like, 80 yards rushing, 150 yards passing, and a touchdown. Like, a, a passing touchdown. Yeah. If he gets that rushing touchdown or gets that second passing touchdown, that's a really good week for and him. And it's, it's like a Josh Allen situation where they rely so much on their legs, which can be difficult oh, yeah. to count on. Draft Josh Allen back on. Draft Josh Allen, he's really tall. Uh, the last guy we have on the list is Sterling Shepard. He didn't move places, but Odell does vacate out. Sterling Shepard has shown some good flashes in yeah. fantasy. He's I been a good, good flex receiver. receiver in a lot of places. His ADP is sitting at 122.5 right now. That's going to move up, obviously, yep. as the offseason goes mm-hmm. through. But what we saw uh, on Twitter when Odell left, Sterling Shepard's average fantasy points per game was over 13 when Odell was out the last two years. So this is a guy who can come in and fill in that role, and even when he is the attention. I think it's split between him and Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. But I Sterling Shepard's a guy one. I'm going to be swiping right on because oh, yeah. even with like even if Eli ends up being the quarterback, who has been the quarterback the whole time, mm-hmm. he's still productive, and I think he's a really good wide receiver three. What if yeah. we move I'd be... his ADP to 60? Swipe right? Still take it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. that was what the if we move wide to, receiver three. Wide what receiver if we move four. him to 50? At 50, you start splitting hairs a little bit, but still technically he would be in the wide receiver three category, and I would be comfortable with that. Yeah, I think that's – I think he'll go – like wide receiver two three range like I think I think someone will. I mean, take he's gonna a end up on. being like a six round pick. Yeah, so yeah. Shepard is a player that a six seven under. I I'd be okay with as my wide receiver two. I would not feel comfortable at all with it. But if he was my wide receiver three, I'd be feeling real good. I think he's gonna end up being somebody's wide receiver two. Yeah, probably. And I, I, that's the way and this I, thing I, works. I will not take him as a two. At least that's your plan. Jim's putting his foot down. I don't. I can do it. You swiping left. 
It's March, on, and Jim's putting his foot down on Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Sorry, I've already put my foot down on Cooper Cup. I will bid him up if you want to. I'll take him wherever. I'm not afraid. I need baby cup in my life. Sweet, sweet cup. So that'll wrap up our fantasy football Tinder. We'll be having those every week as the season goes oh, along. No. I wanted to do Adam Humphreys. Oh, yeah, Adam Humphrey. Adam Humphreys. All right, Where's so I don't have an ADP for him. Titans. But his his average place has been wide receiver 48 since he got moved to Tennessee. And uh, we'll throw Crowder in there, too. He is uh, wide receiver 52. Yeah. So well, let's, let's start off with who would you rather have? Humphreys Adam Humphreys. Or, uh, Humphreys or Crowder? I'd rather have Humphrey. Yeah, I I want to say I would rather have Humphreys too, but the Tennessee passing offense, like I was uh, victimized by the Corey Davis hype up last year. There and I think, I think and I'm a, I'm afraid of another Titans wide receiver, think, even though I'm I do like Adam Humphreys and I saw his stats from last year today, and me and Josh were talking about before the show where he had like seventy some catches. He's got a nose for the end zone. Eight hundred yards and five tutties. Like that's a guy you usually want on your team, but I can't see him getting that production in Tennessee. I, I think that an Adam Humphreys type receiver is something that Tennessee has been missing and needing for Mar- Mariota. Well, yeah, because Mariota's not a deep-down-the-field no. guy. And I think, like, the Titans' offense itself is not good. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a nine-win team that's going to put up points. Yeah. And those points got to go somewhere. What does Adam Humphreys have to do to surpass Chris Humphreys in popularity? Does he have to date a Kardashian? Do you think Adam hum- yes. Adam Humphreys is not think, big enough? To I don't date think Kardashian. Adam Humphreys could ever be as wet from the elbows Chris Humphreys was. So oh, I think he's losing. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> all the way. So down. I think he's gonna lose that regardless. But I think Adam Humphreys definitely beats out his eighty or his average placement of uh, forty eight. Yeah, I think he's gonna beat out forty eight. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, That's- I think he has the potential to be a top thirty. He probably finishes in the forty range. But, like, if he can develop a rapport, like, this could be a situation with Eric Decker. Yeah. Again, I think it could be I mean, a situation be a, just like that. I mean, put in any, like, smaller white white wide receiver with any in the quarterback. Yeah. And, like, Welker, Edelman, Amendola. I just realized I named three Patriots receivers, but, like, you get the yeah. picture. Yeah, and, I mean, it works for the Patriots. Yeah, it's, I mean. Five yards land. Switzer had a pretty good year this year. It wasn't fantasy relevant, but. Look good on Cole Beasley has his moments yeah. as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think Adam Humphreys is going to be pretty solid. I will probably have shares of him. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'll have some humpy shares. I like it. Um, all, all right. right, so we move on to the AAF now? Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so AAF is through five weeks. Is that? Yeah, yes. through five. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, there is one undefeated team. The West is entirely up for grabs. And the Express are on the come up. What, those are the storylines I've gotten. Apollos take aim. Yeah, the Apollos are pretty much the best team without dispute. The um, Apollos could. The only other team that I think could give them a good game right now, the way they're playing, is probably San Diego. I think Mike Martz and the Fleet have been playing a lot better as of late. Mm-hmm. The receivers are actually getting involved. Yeah, uh, Dante's Ford Awasu isn't doing much yet, but mm-hmm. Awasu's done. Yeah. He hasn't done shit. I'm glad you took him because I really wanted. Yeah, him. I'm not glad I took him. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's the Apollos at tier one, and then at tier two, you probably have the Fleet. I thought the Hot Shots were going to be a better team, if I'm being honest. Everybody did. Yeah. They were picked to win it all, and they are what have two or three wins. They play Orlando this week. 
Yeah, they're two and three. Uh, San Antonio's three and two. So I thought Salt Lake would be a better team too, and they're one and four right now. Mm. Yeah, I think if anything really kills the AAF is that there was very little parity in this league unless it has like an amazing playoffs and end of the season mm-hmm. because the Apollos are just like shit stomping everybody. Yeah. Like it is, it has not been for close. Memphis, and, yeah, and like the Apollos are averaging six point nine yards per play. I love it. Nice. You gotta love that. And uh, they have the old ball coach. They they have the old ball coach. They have Garrett Gilbert just slinging the rock around. Yeah. Who's eating Garrett, Garrett Gilbert? Fucking Gilbert. <laughs> whenever you look at the Apollos, you do you see a lot of players where you're like. How the fuck did the NFL let them walk away? Yeah. How did Charles Johnson not Charles Johnson stay in the league? One hundred percent just got pushed out by Diggs and Thielen. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's Charles completely Johnson true. Will definitely find himself on an NFL. He will be roster. on an NFL roster come week one of this upcoming season. Yeah. I believe I that. One hundred percent agree. I, and I also believe Garrett Gilbert will be in a, a camp somewhere when yeah. the NFL season and, comes and around. Garrett Gilbert will be a backup this year. The kicker for the Apollos will also be on a roster. Kickers are dime a dozen, and uh, he's been doing very, very very well. Mm -hmm. So I I think they'll see a lot of Apollos. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jalen Marshall, another wide receiver on there. He's done well. Uh, Akeem Hunt, how did he leave the NFL? Mm -hmm. Uh, The running back shelf life is short, but I could see him getting another little stint too. Yeah. So I I think there's there's, the AAF has shown viability in keeping players' hopes alive. What we'll be telling about the AAF and its success will be toward the end of August when the teams start making their final cuts. Are they going to be signing the AAF superstars? Are they going to be signing the 6th, 7th round draft picks from the NFL mm-hmm. draft? I think that's going to be a really telling time. But, I mean, like, I've missed a bunch of games the last two weeks because I've been working and the Penguins have been on. But, like, I watched the first three weeks. I didn't really see a problem with the AAF in general. I thought the speed of the game was really quick. I yes. love the speed I of thought the it game. was entertaining. Mm-hmm. I thought the new onside kick rule applied worked really well. I've watched every Express game, and they're in every game, so that's entertaining for me as well. I mean, you know, through five weeks, the hype has died down, obviously, as anything does, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I still think it's a good product. Mm-hmm. The Legends Legends has not been fun football to watch. Two and three, <laughs> but... Thank sure, at least they put in Aaron Murray. Yeah, there's there, we have life now that Aaron Murray's playing. Denard Robinson has been getting a couple carries, too, I believe. Yeah, although, a, talking about chonk. Aaron Robinson. That's yeah. chonk. Right there. Chunk. So, yeah, that's the AAF. Check it out. It's usually on CBS Sports Network and NFL Network mm-hmm. Saturdays and Sundays. Um, oh, one more thing to bring up about the AAF before uh, we switch topics is um, Trent Richardson. Yeah, under just three yards of carry. Under three yards of carry. Just touchdown put, machine. Yep. <laughs> Never going to see the NFL. He again. hasn't changed. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he—that's how he was. Yeah. His last few years in the NFL, he's just a big bowling ball. It's so funny how he has no desire to like find a hole. No, he no. has no desire to find space. He just wants to like get the ball and just go straight. And wherever straight takes him is where he'll go. Trent Richardson <laughs> is an AAF lifer. Yo, oh yeah, he, he's an AAF. He's the first king of Birmingham. He's yeah. the king of Birmingham. <laughs> He's the mayor, the king, the governor of... He's all of it. I'm very... That's one other thing I'm, like, uh, intrigued to see with the AAF. Like, they're... It's designed kind of for players to only be there for three years, like, with their contract schedule. So, it's like, if 
I'm really intrigued to see how many players stay past three years. Yeah. Like if Trent, Trent, if Trent Richardson just makes like a ten year career out of the AAF, <laughs> he signs like an eight year deal yes. for like two million dollars. Well, see, in the AAF, everybody gets paid the same. Yeah, I know. So it's weird. it's very very so after weird. After three years, it's gonna be you won't make any more money. Yeah, yeah, it'll be weird. Birmingham should sign the. Guy from Birmingham, Birmingham, England, who punched that guy. Nice. I feel like they should definitely be in that Let's just go ahead. Jim already brought up soccer. I'm going to start the timer. Yes. Uh, So basically, since Jim is here today, we're going to have 60 seconds of talking soccer. And we're going to count it down starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, so this is the... Oh, geez, there's an actual clock. (laughs) Um, so, you know, all the European soccer leagues are starting to heat up. The Champions League is into the quarterfinals now. We got um, the four English teams, and along with uh, Barcelona, Ajax, Juventus, and Porto. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I think it's, I think all competitions that Manchester City is in right now, it's theirs to lose. I, I think they're going to win the Premier League. I think they're going to win Champions League. They could they could do the historic quadruple or whatever they call it. I don't know. Like the, there's a treble. Um, Hurry up! You got they, twenty seconds. Uh, if Manchester City for everything, um, Real Madrid shit. Zidane is going to try to make them better, but they're still shit. And Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo is really good at scoring goals. All right, I'll take the last five seconds. Uh, MLS season also just started, and I went to a DC United case game last year. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> All right, and that was talking <laughs> soccer. I have nothing to add. I haven't watched any soccer in a while. Uh, thank you, James. Yep. Appreciate it. Um, so now we're going to be uh, starting the gritty finish patent pending. Um, that's a good addition. Yeah, we need that. We need to add some more of that. Uh, yeah, soundboard still coming. This is a good chance, though, to uh, start plugging that we need money because we're going to be getting Adobe Audition, which is a good amount of money per year. So if you want to donate, my Venmo is Josh-Wagner-69. <laughs> is it really? It actually is. <laughs> so if you want to give money to the podcast, hit us up. Or you can always, uh, I think you can contact us at prettygoodsports.com. And you can kiss us on the lips. And you can tell Rochelle that the Lions are really good now. Yeah, Rochelle, the Lions are so good. They're just like the Patriots. The New England Lions. Eh. They let the Patriots take all the rough edges off and they got the finished product. (laughs) Someone tells me that doesn't happen with the Patriots. (laughs) They don't give up pieces they want. Mm Mm-mm. You saw what happened with Josh Gordon. And Matt Patricia. Oh, Josh Gordon's coming back. (laughs) Josh Gordon's coming back. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so now we're getting (laughs) to the gritty finish. Uh, Let's talk about the mid-majors first, guys. Some of the teams that punched their ticket, that was the only way they were going to get in. I want to hear your best bet for a Cinderella run from one of these schools. What do we got? Does does Wofford count? Yes. Because they're they're ranked. They're a mid-major team, though. Uh, Mid-major. So, Do you have the list up still, James? That you can. Uh, no, Josh I have it in front of me. Okay. Yeah, Wofford won the Southern. Yeah. All right. So you have Wofford. You have Murray State. You have Liberty. You have Gardner Webb. You have Bradley. You have Iona Northern Kentucky. Shout out Chris. You have <laughs> Farley Dickinson. You have Northeastern. You have North Dakota State, and you have Mount or just St. Mary's. Mount St. Mary's a D three team. 
All right, so what do we got? I'm going to go with Murray State because that's the most buzz I've heard, and their best player, Ja Morant, is oh, a yeah. dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll be a, he'll be like a top five pick probably in the yeah. NBA draft. Yeah, the, the uh, Murray State and uh, Wofford are definitely the two easiest picks whenever you look at those mm-hmm. early conference like champion winners. Money. Yeah, so uh, definitely look at those. Uh, I have watched some CAA basketball this year, so I would say stay away from Northeastern. Don't really worry about them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basketball is one of the only games where a single player matters way too much, and that's why I think John Morant is uh, a really good yeah. snag with Murray State, and uh, that that could be a team to watch, especially where they get seated. Where they get seated right. will matter yeah. a lot. Yeah, I would uh, love to see them put in Duke's bracket and knock them off somewhere between he, now and the lead eight or something if Zion like that. Ends up not playing. Oh yeah. Right now, Joe Lenardi has Murray State. Probably like a ten. Uh, they're 12. 12. twelve. Yeah, that that is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. Uh, they could win a five. They could they be a five. They could be the five seed for sure. Joe Lenardi has them playing Maryland. Uh, they could, I'll they take, could I'll win that game. Exactly. Like Maryland. Yeah, I'll L- take Murray State. Let me hammer that money line real yeah. quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you watched the five seed playoff season, James. You think yeah. Murray State could be a team like Tech? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> James wants to say yes. He can't. With, with, with Justin Robinson, no. But with, I, Virginia Tech I agree. Is, is, is a different team because, like, it's a team of it's a team entirely comprised of streaky shooters. They're either hot or they're cold. You're so yes you're telling no. me there's a chance. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think like a team like Virginia Tech right now. They're Jalen already has them playing Mount St. Mary's. Virginia Tech could win by forty. They could get blown out. I don't know. With Justin Robinson, I'd say Virginia Tech's a good five seed. And and I don't so, think so. I don't I don't think, so Murray, I think State Murray State could, could win that game. I think they could. Yeah. Right. Yeah, short answer. Murray yes. State. Yeah, you second I mean, with Murray State is yours as well, uh, James. I, I mean, Wofford is the easy choice, but they're a Lenardi has them as a seven seed right now, so I don't think they count. Yeah, and no, I don't think so yeah. either. So then Murray State. Murray State. That's the. Uh, Although Liberty's the guarantee. Liberty. Go yeah. ahead. Go out to the casinos. Do it now. Hammer Murray State. Mm-hmm. Murray Liberty. State at least to the Sweet Sixteen. Liberty's a thirteen seed. Yep. Liberty won their conference tournament. The other day, I saw that at our favorite Hooters All in right. D.C. Real question. <laughs> Who is more likely to win their first round game? UVA, Virginia Tech, or Liberty? Or Murray State. Or Murray State. <laughs> Murray State. Murray, Murray State. State. Um, no, but for real, not UVA. Not UVA. Yeah. Dude, this is like what I try to tell people. Like, I live in Virginia. I know where the freaking bodies are buried when it comes to UVA, man. This happens every year. Mm-hmm. And yep. people every year are just like, do theory, do theory. Do theory doesn't work with basketball. And it's not, not with a UVA. Thing. And not with UVA. Yeah. They are colossal choke artists. It's going to happen again. They might not lose to a 16 well, seed. Their margin of error is just so UVA small. Something about will not go to the Elite Eight. Yep. Something will not happen. You can't just like set your goal and score in 55 points a game every night and hope that that's going to win. Especially when it's games. a one-and-done scenario. Mm-hmm. You can throw most statistics out the window when it comes to the NCAA tournament, so, which makes it so hard to think, pick a bracket. Who do you think is a better shot of reaching the Elite Eight? Virginia or Virginia Tech with Justin Robinson? Virginia Tech. I would take Virginia Tech without Robinson. I think UVA is that bad when mm-hmm. it comes down to crunch time. Because they're you, shook. Exactly. Like if they end up playing someone like Murray State 
or someone, you know, a different team that has like two Morant really just takes yeah. over. They just mm-hmm. have a great athletic scorer who can just make things happen. UVA doesn't have the pushback to score points. Do you know who would fuck up UVA, even though they did not finish the season strong? Who? Marquette. Marquette with mm-hmm. all their shooters and Marcus Howard and the uh, the pair of brothers they have out there, mm-hmm. they would wreck UVA. Mar- Marquette is also one of my teams to watch in uh, in this tournament, even though they finished they're, weak uh, as hell. I've seen, according to Lenardi. Yeah, they they finished the season very very weak, but I think they could get it going once again in the tournament. I think they were looking past the end of the season. All right, next up, two chains this album on a scale of zero to ten. Eight point four. Very specific. You <laughs> listen to it. I give it like an eight point five. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's really good. I didn't. The features are a one list yeah. rappers. There's like five songs on there that I listen to a lot. Like every day. Yes. And like I don't like that I like it, but like the Ariana Grande song is really smooth. Yeah, it annoys me. It makes me mad. Yeah. Yeah. That make me throw up. <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's got a really good beat to it. Yeah. So uh, next up, James has to listen to that on the way home. Now. Okay. Uh, thoughts on LeBron James getting restricted minutes? I know we don't usually talk much NBA, but this to me is just bullshit. I think that this is all building up to a LeBron excuse here. I would not be surprised at all. Like I'm, everybody who's listening to the podcast knows I'm a big LeBron stan. I will, I will fight on the front lines for him. This year has been embarrassing. I'm off, bad I'm and off the sad. LeBron wagon. Yeah. I'm not on the anti-LeBron wagon, but I'm not in this it, camp anymore. This, yeah, this I'm, season I'm has been... I, I have not been on the front lines for LeBron this year once. They keep going after him, and I'm like, you know what? He's fucking up. Like, yeah. with the whole thing with like uh, him sitting out the game against Golden State because he was like with the 2 Chains album. Yeah. Uh, nice uh, transition. Yeah. <laughs> um, like... I, I think that he's really screwing up right now. And and with the whole like workload management, he if he's workload managing his basketball, he needs to be workload managing all the rest of that shit that he's doing too. Yeah. Like he like when is it, when we're is getting he recording to those HBO shows. When? When? Yeah. When is I don't he know. at the time? When is that happening? Is he missing practice? And he's doing it re like he's doing them pretty like topical. Yeah. So it's not it's like, happening. Exactly. Live. It's not like he recorded them in the off season no. and is releasing them. He through just the, said Antonio Brown with yeah. a blonde mustache. Like yep. it's happening weekly. Yeah. When? Yes. He needs to like I, I I'm not somebody to tell people like what they should do that much, especially athletes and stuff like that, but LeBron needs to focus on basketball at the end of the season. I think LeBron yeah. He's a basketball Cleveland. player first. Oh well, yeah. He's the he's the face of the whole league. He's yeah. Making the exactly. league look stupid. Exactly. Yeah. They were only like four games out of the playoffs when they made this announcement. Mm-hmm. It's just dumb to me. Yeah. I I'm definitely not on the I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. All right, uh, next up, just a PSA. The Gritty Sports March Madness Tournament's going to be going on on uh, prettygoodsports.com. Yep, Vershell is making that league right now. Um, I believe you will be able to link through it through Pretty Good Sports, and it'll probably be on Yahoo is how he usually does it. And the winner of this will get $20 PayPal. We also have a Best Friend podcast, Walk with Denton. (laughs) Check it out on iTunes. They also have a bracket challenge going on. Theirs is... $50 Amazon. So these are two free brackets you guys can enter to win potentially $70 with zero invested. So definitely enter brackets in both of those. We'll be tweeting them out, I'm sure. All right. So going off of that, let's give the people our favorite tourney bets. 
going into it. I'll start off and give you guys a second to think about it. I already kind of talked about it a little bit, but Kentucky at 10 to 1, I really like right now in Vegas. I am actually going to walk into Charlestown on Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, or Wednesday. I'm going to put $25 on Kentucky to win the national championship. Kentucky like has a lot of pop. John Calipari is a Golden Eagle. I will die with him. I like Kentucky. So I, I talked about them briefly uh, whenever we were discussing UVA being trash. Uh, Marquette has been a team I've had a great time watching this year. Marcus Howard is just electric. He kind of reminds me of someone that will get, if they uh, can get a little tournament run, will get the buzz of like a Buddy Heald going into the uh, going into the draft. He's, he won Biggie's Player of the Year today when we're recording this. And I'm just really excited about seeing him out there. Um, another team I really like is Michigan. They're just a, a very well-rounded team. They, they lost usually me. peak at the end of the year. They do mm-hmm. they do peak late because they have a great head coach and uh, they have some players who have been there. They uh, had a decent run last year in the or was it two years ago in the Big Ten tournament? Two term- years ago, yeah, yeah, two years ago when they yeah, won the they Big had Ten to tournament. Win the whole thing and then Ex- they went to the final four. Exactly. And uh, a lot of the players from that team are still there uh, and contributing a lot. Yeah. Uh, they, you mentioned that Marquette is 600 to 1. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, go out and put bet, $5. Exactly. I'll, I'll be betting uh, definitely on Marquette to win it. I wouldn't all. be afraid. Another you know team in the same state, Michigan State, has been playing great yeah. ball as of late. They're and sitting at 20 to 1. Last their, I saw. Michigan their, State is uh, – Michigan is what, 16 to 1. And they're both sixteen to one. Okay, mm-hmm. so sixteen to one is still really good money. The only bets you're not going to make any money on basically is taking North Carolina or Duke or UVA, mm-hmm. and you don't want to make the bet. You don't. I don't want to make a Duke bet. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel good about it. The only thing that I care about with the Duke bet is if Hank gets a cat. Um, did I, I say Marquette was six hundred to one or sixty to one? You said six hundred to one. That sounds a like yeah, it makes a lot more 600 sense. Six hundred to one yeah. sounds like cold game. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're sixty to one. Okay, that's still a great bet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll probably do it now that you guys are talking about it. Like, I haven't watched much Marquette. Purdue, another team. I know I'm a big. I've watched I'm a too big, much big Marquette. Ten <laughs> or a yeah. big Big Ten guy, but Purdue's playing really good basketball yeah. too. Yeah, I I don't really like um, Duke. If you put that's that's lost money. Honestly, if you put boss money on any of these top four ranked, like Duke, UVA, Gonzaga, I think Carolina could put it together just because of how, like, they like it's they don't have, like, you know, like, any one play Like, obviously, they have lottery picks on their team. Yeah. Um, but, like, they don't really have that, like, one guy that, like, really stands out. They just play really well together. Roy Williams is a good coach. That freshman guard that stepped up lately, he's yeah. been something. Mm-hmm. I, I think North Carolina is a team – you know, that should be, that should cause a lot of people to sweat. All right, those are your best bets. People get out yeah. and do it. Um, I'll be at Charlestown Sportsbook Friday. Yep, so C- Gritty, Sports, Gritty Sports <laughs> will have us covered the next five days, basically, of betting. So we'll be out there. Come hit us up. Now don't hit me up. I'm going to be betting. I'll tell you the wrong bets to switch the lines on you. James will tell you the wrong bets. And and they'll become the right bets. Yeah. Yeah. James, can you talk about your curse just for a couple minutes for the people? You need to tell the people what's been going on with you lately. So, uh, you know how you go through, like, you know, slumps where you're betting. 
But and I will like announce to our like friends group chat like, hey, this is a good bet. And not only does it turn out to not be a good not bet. Not only is it a good like bet, the, you it, save free money. Yeah. And it turns into like the opposite. Like I'm just like, oh, like this team like they're gonna win easily, they just get blown out. And it's happened every single time I will say one team is gonna win, the other team wins. Every single time. Alright, so that's James, and it's a very real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, one little tidbit, uh, I want your reaction. The last 15 Stanley Cup winners have had at least one player on their roster win the Stanley Cup before. This season, the Lightning do not have such a player. Does this make you think differently of the Tampa Bay Lightning? Back to back for the Caps. That's what I think. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't really been following him. I mean, Tampa Bay has been shit-pumping everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I've heard. Um, I, don't I don't think they're going to win the Cup. Honestly. I also don't think they're going to win the Cup. I don't know why, because they have been shit-pumping everyone. They're a hockey team based in Florida. Yeah. I it's agree. Become summer, everyone's going to stop caring. Yeah, I they're going to just think the players will stop caring. They're yeah. like, it is nice as fuck out yeah. here, and I'm still playing hockey. I yeah. think why? The, the <laughs> trip through the East this year is actually harder than the West for a change because when the with with the Metro, it's going to be the Caps or the Pens that come out. Mm. But if you come out of the Tampa Bay zone, you're going to be playing Toronto and or Boston. Both teams are loaded right now. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to beat them wagons to even get out of there. Then you play the winner of the Pens and the Caps, who have combined won the last three Stanley Cups, and you don't have any players with cup experience. Big facts. You play them, then you have to beat somebody out of the West. Vegas, Nashville, the Sharks, the Flames. It's not going to happen. It doesn't sound fun. I don't want to do it. (laughs) The Penguins are... I'm just going to lay it out there. that The Stanley Cup playoffs the last couple of years I've not enjoyed. It makes me anxious, and I hate it. I enjoyed last year, but before that... But you didn't I, enjoy it until it was over. Mm-mm. Yep. Until During <laughs> hockey playoffs, the last I goal. don't like my life. Yep. I'm not happy a lot of the time. I'm mad a lot of the time. Mad or sad. I have sweaty palms a lot. <laughs> I don't like that. Welcome to my life in general. <laughs> Just so, so, yeah, there's a little tidbit. And then the last thing we have to say, which Ryan wrote in for us, who <laughs> is a softer player, Russell Westbrook or Kevin Durant, the cupcake man? Yeah, obviously this is uh, playing on a little bit of what has been in the news for like three days now of Russell Westbrook getting really offended by Mm -hmm. that one fan, which is like, obviously that fan had like set out to try to cause a problem with Russell Westbrook before the game based on his like tweets and stuff like that. Like he clearly had some type of vendetta against Russell Westbrook, which is weird. Um, But like. It regardless of like the personal conflict between that guy and Russell Westbrook and like if it was racist or not, like Russell Westbrook for letting some guy yelling at him to get into his head is crazy. Like you were one of the best players in the mm-hmm. world and you're gonna let some nobody in the stands get in your head and make you have to start talking about fucking his wife. Why would you want to fuck his wife? Yeah. You're Russell Westbrook. You can fuck anybody's wife. Mm-hmm. Like, this this is just some t- bald guy in the stands Agreed. in Utah. Like, and which wife? You know, you got to specify <laughs> when you're in Utah. That's and, probably the most offensive part is he didn't identify yeah, the polygamous culture. Yeah, because the guy was with six of his wives, and they all started fighting about which one that Russell Westbrook wanted to fuck. It was a huge problem. It was much more than just the $25,000. It was a religious thing. Yeah. But, but seriously... Like, as someone who has heckled and will heckle in the future, if 
when someone gives me the reaction that I that I want, that's all I want. Yeah. Like you kick me out of jazz games for life. Do you think that guy's really missing out on much? What have the Jazz done for him? Like he was probably alive for Carl Malone and John Stockton to disappoint him. Yeah. Like is that does he really want that again from Donovan Mitchell and Rudy right, Gobert? Uh, they have, no. They have those nice like sunburst uniforms. Yeah, the now. uniforms are fire. He can still wear those at home. Like yeah. <laughs> and the the guy James Dolan kicked a guy out too. Yep. Like why is everybody getting so upset by hecklers? Am I not safe anymore? Every, Do I need to stay away from games? Ryan's our resident heckler. He feels very attacked. I, I'm attacked. NBA players are. Imagine soft. if JMU kicked you out for heckling. If JMU kicked me out for heckling, I would have a problem with that. Yeah. I would cause a scene. As you should. I would cause I think a there large would need to scene. Be legal action. There would be legal action for sure. They would have to build you your own skybox. Yes. So the, you the players heckle, and they couldn't, couldn't hear me. Exactly. Yeah, you're in a straight jacket. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like tied to a table. <laughs> like, ah! Barty too. Fuck Delaware! You just look like crazy. Like, you're ripping your hair I'm just out. like foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I must be heckle. Must heckle. All right, so yeah, I think that wraps it up. KD is softer to me. I don't I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Katie's yeah. the yeah. softest Katie. man yep. in America. He's a baby back bitch. He is the softest man of all time. He'll probably hear this, honestly. Yeah. He searches his name that much. Oh, yeah. We'll put it in the tag. Yeah. I, I mean, we should tag him in the KD podcast. In the tag. Say, Katie, you have to listen to an hour and 20 minutes of our podcast <laughs> before you're going to talk about it. He's a pussy you. until he comes to DC and then he's fine. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so that wraps up the initial podcast of season five. You can find all of our work at www prettygoodsports.com iTunes you can follow our yeah we're on iTunes we're a pretty big deal um, <laughs> you can find uh, what is it gritty underscore sports is that yep. our Twitter gritty handle? underscore sports you can see that uh, we retweet a lot of things we will be tweeting more now that we're back in action um, things to look forward to as we move along here uh, we're going to have some March Madness stuff next week I would presume on Tuesday night with John Harrell John will provide UNC. Ryan and I will provide the other 16-plus teams. <laughs> we know that's a fact. Um, and then in the coming weeks, we're going to have John and I's yearly Masters preview, which is a lot of fun. I think it's one of our best podcasts, I'm honestly. excited. I, I, I think I just showed up to listen last yeah, year. Yeah, you did. You did. And two years ago, it was just John and I separate, and we did a whole, like, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. So we have that uh, NFL draft. So a lot to look forward to in Season 5. Jim will be back in the summertime to talk some soccer. We have the Women's World Cup this summer. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, so we can actually talk about something we all like because mm-hmm. the USA is good. Uh, <laughs> James, do you have anything to say before we wrap up the show? Do no. you have anything to promote, anything to sell? Uh... No, no, I got nothing. Ralph Northam um, is from his medical school. So I, 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 I disavow. I disavow. James is doing this whole podcast yeah. in blackface. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. To be clear, I'm not. He is wearing cotton on his mic, though. That oh, might be a that's even worse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Just um, if we're you know throwing money around like it's candy, I'm in a lot of debt, so it would be nice if. You Throw some bones my way. If, if you don't want to support our purchase of Adobe uh, sound editing software, uh, please support James' gambling problem. Yeah. And, oh, uh, if you guys could just, like, thoughts and prayers to my curse. Hopefully it'll go Yeah, away. prayers to James. That's all, that's all I really want. All right. Ryan, anything? Um, all I have to say is that since the last time we were with you guys, me and Josh and the rest of the world had not seen A Star Is Born <laughs> and now at this point in time we have seen it so if you ever see me and I'm crying 
like, come give me a hug and tell me to stop listening to the soundtrack from the movie. Just tell, <laughs> whisper in Ryan's ear, Jackson Maine deserved that Grammy. He did. And the Oscar. He did. I'm still upset about that. I think that's why I haven't gotten over it. Great soundtrack, by the way. Check it out. Uh, I have nothing to say. I've gotten everything out. See us next week. And uh, until then, deuces, everybody. See you, everyone. Bye. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die. Takes a lot to change, man. Hell, it takes a lot to try. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die.